Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. My name is Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen. And let's just get straight into today's big news. So the very first story I wanted to get go over today was the story, the news that's come to us uh, from Entertainment uh, Weekly, I believe it was, with an interview with Mads Mikkelsen where he finally broke his silence on uh, replacing Johnny Depp. So, uh, of course, Mads Mikkelsen replaced Johnny Depp as Grindelwald uh, in Fantastic Beast 3, and it was a big, big deal. It still is a big deal. Uh, people have been talking about it, and this story keeps on rolling on and on and on. But the one interesting thing that hadn't happened yet was we hadn't really heard anything from Mads Mikkelsen or really any actors apart from Dan Fogler involved in in the in the project and uh, Mads Mikkelsen is someone that actually talks quite a lot to people he's quite open uh, he did make do an interview with IGN before it was officially announced that he was actually going to be playing uh, Grindelwald in which he denied it he said it was a rumor but of course that was going through so he was lying uh, but that happens a lot it's often in contracts where they're not actually allowed to say what's really going on until it's officially officially revealed until they decide to tell one of the big trades like Deadline, Entertainment Weekly, uh, Variety, uh, Vanity Fair in some cases and The Hollywood Reporter. They're the ones that really get get those sorts of uh, big scoops from directly from uh, f- from the, the movie studios. Anyway, so I just wanted to show you guys uh, the, inter- the, uh, the quote. I'll move over here. So he said, well, it's going to be me, so that's a difference. So he started off, no, this is me now talking, he started off by making, a, this was a little joke that he started off with, and then he said, no, this is the tricky part, we're still working it out, there has been a bridge between what Johnny did and what I'm going to do, and at the same time, I also have to make it my own, but also we have to find a few links to the previous version of the character, and some bridges so it doesn't completely detach from what he's already masterfully achieved. Job-wise, it's obviously super interesting and nice. It's also a shocker that it came after what happened, which is just super sad. I wish both of them the best. These are sad circumstances. I hope both of them will be back in the saddle again really soon. I believe he was talking specifically about Johnny Depp and also maybe Amber Heard in that. To be honest, if you... If you go to the um, Entertainment Weekly article itself, it doesn't make it very clear who he's actually talking about in that. So it says, we also asked Mickelson about his reaction to landing the role, which came under such dramatic circumstances. So, And then it has the quote. So as far as I'm concerned, it's, well, the, the, mo- the logical thing there to think is that he's actually talking about both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So he's being quite political, I suppose, <laughs> quite, dem- well, Political, democratic, what's the right word? Not, not those might not be the right words. He's been quite um, diplomatic. Sorry, that's the right word. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for about this, uh, which is kind of to be expected because it's it's not it's not an easy thing to to do. He's kind of caught in the middle here, and people are getting uh, annoyed with with him. But I really don't think people should because he's an actor. You know, he just needs a gig. And um, I've said this time and time again. I really do think he's perfect casting for the role. And I've said it also multiple times that I do not think Johnny Depp should have been, should have been sacked, but I actually think Mads Mikkelsen is a better a, is just better suited to the role as as far as I remember it, and people probably remember Grindelwald depicted in the books, in the in J.K. Rowling's original books. 
which is it is very different to to the Grindelwald we we got in well these Fantastic Beasts movie and especially Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Then again, I did love that kind of Johnny Depp magic that he that he brings to the role, but I'm still pretty excited about about seeing Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. I'm excited to see him actually um, share the screen with Jude Law. That's something that I'm really looking forward to. I think Jude Law is perfectly cast as uh, as uh, why am I forgetting his name? Oh my God, why am I forgetting his name? God, this is annoying. Uh, Dumbledore, Albus Dumbledore. God, that eventually came to me. But yeah, so it's, I think he's perfectly cast in that role as Dumbledore. Uh, I think I really am looking forward to seeing the two of them share some screen time together. I hope there is going to be that in the third Fantastic Beast film. I know a lot of people are boycotting the film or are saying they're going to boycott the film, which is fine. That's that's totally your prerogative. If you don't want to see this film because you're annoyed and angry with what Warner Brothers did and the decision they took, then that's fine. That that is your right and you're very very within your own rights to just say, "You know what? I'm going to talk I'm going to let my wallet do the talking and not go and see this film in the cinemas if again we're ever allowed to go to cinemas. Hopefully one day we will be able to." But um as as far as I'm concerned, I am going to be seeing this film because there are other people involved in the film other than, you know, the Warner Brothers studio execs, even though they're the ones that make the brunt of the cash when if the film does well. But there's there's a whole process to making a movie. Many people involved in the film, many very, very talented actors, talented crew members, editors, you know, a director that I, I really like in David Yates. I think he's a really good director and he's done fantastic stuff with this Harry Potter kind of franchise without him I don't think we would be getting these Fantastic Beast movies but uh, let me know what you guys think about all of this in the comments below right moving on and moving on to another bit of Johnny Depp news and that's that his new documentary film is getting rave reviews from critics so his new uh, film is a documentary called Croc of Gold and it's uh, it's actually all about um, the lead well the, the songwriter singer and songwriter of the Pogues which is actually quite nice because we're coming up to Christmas and of course the Pogues were the ones that wrote that brilliant hit Christmas hit, Fairy Tale of New York, which is actually my favorite Christmas song. And they, of course, that featured Kirsty McCall, who very tragically was killed on the 18th of December 2000, so around Christmas time as well. And that was horrible. She was killed while she, while she was on holiday in Mexico with her two sons and her boy and her boyfriend at the well, her boyfriend, and she was then struck by a powerboat by a speedboat, basically, it was which was in a restricted area where they were diving. She actually managed to save her kid. Um, before she was struck, you know, it's just such a such a sad story. But this is focusing on on the, on the lead singer of the uh, of the Pogues, and Johnny Depp is actually a producer on the film, and he's also interviewed in the movie as well. And at the moment, it stands at an eight point six on IMDb. There have been a bunch of of uh, reviews for it. There are apparently ninety eight, um, sorry, eighty nine positive critic re- critics reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and it's doing really really well on IMDb as well so it's something that I am actually quite looking forward to seeing uh, it's it's kind of really about the, the struggles of uh, Shane McGowan who was the composer of lead singer of the pose as I've said before and he's kind of like a he, he you can describe him as like an Irish punk poet he's uh, he's as as uh, as singer songwriters go he is brilliant but he's had some troubles over, over the years. 
um, as many people in, in that line of work do, as many creative people do. So this this is actually a really fascinating documentary and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. And it looks like critics, this was after the first screening of the movie or one of the very first screenings of the film, they came out of it and they were really, really positive. So it's, you know, it's good news for Johnny Depp, which is good. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on from that and moving on to what is that technically an exclusive of sorts for small screen, but this comes from our writer Daniel Peter and he has been trying to track down what's going to happen with Wonder Woman 1984 specifically in the UK and with home release. So whether it comes on streaming or, or where is where are we actually going to be able to watch it that's not in the cinemas in the UK. So it's actually going to be released in cinemas on Wednesday the 16th of December in the UK. And um, that that's that means that we can go and see it, but that will be in cinemas only. Whereas in the US, Wonder Woman, of course, is being released on Christmas Day on HBO Max. And it's actually going to be released for free for people that are subscribers to HBO Max, which is, I suppose, them hoping that they'll be able to kind of boost subscriptions specifically for this film and then people might forget about it and just let let the money go out go out of their accounts every month which is you know it's a sound business strategy i suppose but basically many cinemas in the uk are closed at the moment due to the the lockdown that's going on and um welsh cinemas are closed so as well so it's i'm not sure about scotland but it's not it's not good you know and it means that come december 16th there might be a lot of a lot of cinemas that are still closed, so not everybody can get to see this. So when when will we be able to see this from the comfort of our own homes? Well, it looks like Sky TV might pick this up, and um, it's also a fixture across in other European countries as well. So they might get it for for there as well. And it's they've also got a Now TV app, Sky, which on which you can you can go and 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 watch movies. It's a bit like Netflix, but not really. It's a bit different. Uh, it has actually quite a few good movies on there, but um, as it as as it stands, as we are hearing, it's going to be going to Sky. It's going to be available to all subscribers on an on-demand offer, and it'll probably be around eleven to fourteen ninety-nine pounds between that that price range to to rent. And then uh, this, we're as far as we're concerned, or as far as we know, this will be in January. So it won't it won't be in December. It'll be in January twenty twenty-one. Worth will be made available on on Sky Sky TV, so you'll be able to if you if you're if you're a Sky if you have Sky in your home if you're in the UK you know you know what Sky is. Uh, it's quite expensive, personally I think. But um, then again, if you don't have Sky, you can possibly get it through the Now TV app. But at the moment, nothing has been officially revealed. But this is what um, Daniel Peters being told, and he is a bit of a, a, a like he he he's very knowledgeable. Uh, as far as this sort of stuff is concerned. But um, you can read the article for a bit more information. Uh, please do. It's a really well-written article. It's on the site right now. And uh, let me know what you guys, if you're based in the UK, let me know what you guys think. Are you going to be seeing this in the cinema or are you, do you want to wait until it comes onto home like home viewing or home streaming? What, what, Or maybe Sky? What do you guys think about that? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to Jamie Foxx. So this is a, a funny story. So it, it was revealed... Basically, yeah, it was revealed that Jamie Foxx is going to be playing um, Electro in Spider-Man 3. And it was, it was uh, I think it was, maybe it was Deadline. I can't remember who, who, who broke the story to begin with. But basically, Cinema Blend were talking to him recently 
Uh, and they they asked him directly whether he was in the movie or not. Of course, uh, he, Jamie Foxx played Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It wasn't very well received at all. Not at all, which is, I, I suppose, not really surprising, um, given the fact that it was terrible. Uh, but it's not, It as far as I'm concerned, it's not, it wasn't Jamie Foxx's fault. It was very much a, a problem with the writing and the direction. And I'm very happy to hopefully see him get a second chance to play this role. But when he was asked about it, he was said, you're absolutely right, I can't speak of it, but if I'm in it, I'll be so happy. So what does that mean? It means he's in it, but he's not, he's refusing to confirm whether he's going to be in the film or not. And it's kind of funny because... Um, if you if you follow Jamie Fox on Instagram, after it was announced officially announced, he posted uh, 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 um, he 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 put a post up on uh, on Instagram in which he said he was really excited uh, to be part of the new Spider Man Marvel Marvel installment, and I think he was told by people at Sony Pictures and Marvel to take that post down and now be on good behaviour and basically not say anything and not confirm anything and keep his mouth shut. But uh, what do you guys think about this? Are you excited to see Jamie Foxx play Electro in Spider-Man 3? Uh, at the moment, it's filming It's filming at the moment in Atlanta. And uh, there are all sorts of rumors around this movie. There are rumors that Tobey Maguire is going to be in it. There are rumors that Andrew Garfield is going to be in it. There are rumors that uh, Alfred Molina is going to be in it. They're, and they're all playing the roles they played before in the Spider-Man movies. What is this film? That that's the first thing I want to know. Uh, if there is so that if Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in it, that's that's official. What is this movie? If if all these people, all these characters are involved in this film, as par, far as I'm concerned, it's way too much. I am not sure. I, again, I've said this multiple times. I don't think that um, Andrew Garfield and Tammy Guire are going to be in the film. I don't even think Alfred Molina is going to be in the movie. But this again is what people. This is what's being reported. I have been asking sources, and as far as they're concerned, it's not happening. But um, again, these things differ. Things might change. It's currently being filmed. It's being directed by John Watts, and I'm very, very excited to see this movie. I, if all these characters are involved, then to me, it kind of says that the multiverse is going to be involved in this movie somehow, which kind of makes sense. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Who do you think is going to be in the film? Who do you want to see in the movie? Let me know in the comments. Right, moving on and moving on to one of my favorite people in Hollywood, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. I think she's a fantastic actor and uh, it's recently been revealed that she's joining Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie in his upcoming thriller. So Guy Ritchie, again, is it's a bit of a, a kind of guilty pleasure of mine. Any any Guy Ritchie movie, I think, is worth watching. One I haven't watched is The Gentleman, which I really, really want to see. But one of my favorite movies of his was The Man From U.N.C.L.E. I really love that movie. And I love his um, the, the films he did with Jason Statham, like Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels are brilliant, brilliant films. But um, yeah, it looks like Aubrey Plaza is going to, well, as far as Deadline is concerned, and I take Deadline kind of, uh, you know, I think everything that seems to be in Deadline seems to be true. They get very good scoots, as I said before. Um, yeah, Aubrey Plaza is going to be in the film. So it doesn't actually, they don't say what his what her role story is going to be, but uh, they do say what the movie is going to be about. So here's the plot. So MI6, uh, MI6 Guns and Steel Agent, I don't know what that means, Guns and Steel Agent, State, played by Statham, is recruited by a global intelligence a, um, alliance to track down and stop the sales of a deadly new wep uh, weapon technology that threatens to disrupt the world's order. Reluctantly paired with CIA high-tech expert, 
Fortune, his name is Fortune, sets off on a globe-trotting mission where he'll have to use all of his charm, ingenuity, and stealth to track down and infiltrate billionaire arms broker. So it's, it's a thriller. I wonder whether Aubrey Plaza might be playing the CIA high-tech expert. But again, the, the actual article that on, on Deadline, as when I read it, didn't actually have that information in it, so I wasn't really able to find that out. But again, I'm a big fan of Aubrey Plaza. I think she's often underlooked uh, uh, as far as like leading ladies are concerned. I think she's really great. She does a lot of indie stuff. She's in a movie that I adore called Ingrid Goes West. I think that film is just brilliant and uh recently also in happiest season which i watched pretty recently and i actually really liked that movie and i thought she was quite good in it and i was happy to see her in that film but let me know what you guys think are you looking forward to this guy Ritchie film are you aubrey plaza fans uh, are you jason statham fans which i very much am uh, small screen is very much all behind jason statham or the Stath, as we like to call him let me know your thoughts in the comments below right moving on and moving on to what i think is a rather bizarre but also kind of hilarious story uh so if you go on twitter which a lot of people do and i often spend far too much time on twitter uh you often see things that start to trend and you think what the hell's going on and one of the things that was trending today was jack black and i was like well, what why is jack black trending and it kind of <laughs> the reason is people want him to replace chris pratt as Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy in those movies, but also just in every Chris Pratt movie. Um, there is a bit of a weird thing as far as Chris Pratt's concerned. People are trying to cancel him left, right, and center. And I do not agree with that. I do not agree with cancel culture. It has something to do with his church and the fact that his church isn't very welcoming to members of the LGBTQ plus community, allegedly. Chris Pratt then... Um, uh, that This actually come, uh, came after Elliot Page... Uh, kind of tweeted out about it and about him and about his affiliation to this church and uh, Chris Pratt did come out with a statement in which he said my I I do not reflect the the beliefs every single belief of my church but in he also went on to talk about his personal um, experience with the church and how kind they were to him and this was after he was coming out of a divorce or he was actually going through a divorce with uh, Anna Faris, his ex-wife. So he said they're very welcoming. And, you know, and again, it, you know, he just wants to promote love everywhere. But people don't like Chris Pratt. It's, he's become the, the the least popular Chris out of the famous Chris's, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, I think he's a very good actor and I like him a lot as Star-Lord. And the idea of seeing Jack Black as Star-Lord is something that I'm not, it's not really something that I can see, but I do love Jack Black as well. I think he's brilliant in f f basically all the movies I've ever seen him. I love him in the Jumanji films, but like uh, High Fidelity, School of Rock, Tropic Thunder, Kung Fu Panda, The Holiday, which is one of the best Christmas movies ever made as far as I'm concerned. I think he's great. Even the Tenacious D movie I like. But uh, I'll just go through some of the tweets. Uh, so this was the very first tweet here. Um, Jack Black could replace Chris Pratt in anything <laughs> that clown has ever been in. And then people basically said Jack Black could do Guardians of the Galaxy, but Chris Pratt couldn't do The Holiday, which mm, he couldn't do Jack Black's role. Mm, yeah, maybe he's maybe they're right there. Uh, can we go back? Can we can we go back? Edit his face in and pretend it was him all along. And then Jack Black in Parks and Rec would be zero a zero effort job for him 
and he would be so much better. Personally, I think Chris Pratt is fabulous in Parks and Rec, but then again, Jack Black could actually play that role as well. I I, I could see that. Then someone goes on about Onwards. Um, Jack Black could have done everything Chris Pratt was in, but Chris Pratt could never do Jack Black everything Jack Black was in, period. Jack Black is actually more of a believable sex symbol, uh, more believable as a believable, sorry, as a sex symbol than Chris Pratt. Uh, I'm not so sure about that, but it's kind of it, it kind of blew up. And um, if you go on Twitter now, I think it's still trending at the moment. So, I mean, again, if if I if I go back to that tweet, that original tweet, if I click on and actually go onto Twitter, let's see how many likes it has now. 82,000 likes. God, that's a lot, you know, so it's a lot of people out there that are very, very anti-Chris Pratt. As far as I'm concerned, I, I think the guy's a really good actor. I, 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 as an actor, I think he's very watchable. I, I really like him as Star-Lord. I think that's a really good role for him. Um, I also, I, I like him in the Jurassic World movies. I, I like him in Parks and Rec. I basically like him in anything he's ever done. I think he's a very, on screen, I think he's actually quite a likable screen presence. I also love Jack Black. I think Jack Black might have more to his bow as an actor, let's say. I think he's got he's shown in movies that he's got more depth than than people might think at first. Um like I, I think he's actually severely underrated as an as an actor. It's actually he did say that he was going to be uh, retiring from acting possibly after the next Jumanji film, which would be a huge, huge shame because Jack Black is one of the best actors in Hollywood. And he's also a fantastic YouTuber. If you go and follow him on YouTube, subscribe. To, yeah, subscribe to Jack Black. Also subscribe to this channel while you're at it. That'd be great if you could do that. But um, yeah, subscribe to his channel because he's really funny. And the whole the whole joke is that he wants to do a gaming channel, but he never actually does any gaming. And that's just a gag that they keep on going on with it, which I find really amusing. And I think he's he's really good and he's just really funny being himself. But he's, he's just a funny guy, but he, he also has dramatic chops to him as well which people don't really think about and um i think there's a lot in his i'm, I'm blanking on the names right now but there's one film in particular Let, i, I want to talk actually i want to i want to say something about this film because i think it's bloody brilliant actually um now it's just me <laughs> looking for his imdb page but I really, really do think Jack Black is a fantastic actor and the film, well, if you've watched High Fidelity, he's brilliant in that, but it was, what was the film I saw him in that I really liked? Goosebumps, he's, I think he's very good in that. I also liked him, so God, I'm just going back, he's done so much stuff over the years. Uh, Bernie, that was it, that's the film that I, I really liked him in Bernie. I thought he was really good in that film. Um, It didn't do, it, it was reviewed pretty well. But I really, really liked him in that in that film, and I think that showed that he has a lot more. He yeah, he's got a lot more depth than people realise as 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 as, an, as as you know as an actor. I think he's a really, really talented actor. But then I don't think he can replace Chris Pratt and everything Chris Pratt's ever done. Because I also think Chris Pratt's a very good, a very very good actor. I just think I think there's probably more to Jack Black and. Uh, Watch The Holiday. Uh, that's that's a really good film. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. I just thought it was quite amusing, but I do think people... I don't like cancel culture, and I think uh, I think people can get a bit... It, it, it just becomes a bit too much, and uh, people need to chill a bit. Um, but what do you guys think in the comments below? Let me know. Right, moving on. And moving on to Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot, however you pronounce her name. 
But she's set to star in a spy thriller called Heart of Stone, which is basically being billed as a female 007-like movie. Um, And she's also getting an eight-figure salary for this film, which makes her the highest, one of the highest paid actresses in Hollywood at the moment. She's just huge. She's huge. Uh, Apparently, this is is being made by Skydance Media and apparently they very they're very keen on making a female fit this a female spin on action franchises like Mission Impossible and 007. So at the moment Tom Harper is in talks to direct so he directed The Aeronauts and Wild Rose. Wild Rose is a really good film. I haven't watched The Aeronauts. Um and the script is by Greg Rucker who wrote The Old Guard and Alison Schroeder who was nominated for her work on the on the script for Hidden Figures and Hidden Figures is a terrific movie. You should genuinely you should go and see that as soon as you can. Uh, but Gal Gadot will also be credited as a producer on the film. Um, her company Pilot Wave is producing, uh, but at the moment it's not clear whether it's going to be coming to cinemas or streaming. I suppose Sky, Skydance will be just waiting to see what they can do with it and whether cinemas will be open at the time. But they're paying Gal Gadot a lot of money to star in this movie. Is this something you're interested in? Let me know in the comments below. I'm again, I'm a big Gal Gadot fan. I think she's great, and I can't wait for Wonder Woman 1984. She's she's already a huge star. She's just going to get even bigger, I think, going forward. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right now, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Hugh Keys Byrne, who sadly passed away recently at the age of 73. He was Immortum Joe. He was the toe cutter in the Mad Max movies. Uh, he's just brilliant. In one of my favorite movies of all time, Mad Max Fury Road, I think, is a fantastic film. He had a very close relationship with George Miller. He was actually uh, cast as Martian Manhunter in George Miller's Justice League Mortal movie, which was never made, unfortunately. He was originally born in India in 1947, but he moved over to the UK as, uh, as a young boy. He then became a member of the Royal, Sha- the, sorry, the Royal Shakespeare Company in the 1960s, 70s, and again in 1973. And actually, whilst being um, whilst acting for the company, he went on tour with their production of A Midsummer's Night's Dream. And they went to Australia, and he fell in love with Australia so much that he ended up relocating there permanently, which is why he's often referred to as an English-Australian actor. He is English. Well, he's born in India, lived in England, and then moved to Australia. But also, people might remember him from the sci-fi show Farscape. He played uh, Grun... I can't... Grunschlick? <laughs> Please let me know how you pronounce that in the comments below. I never watched that, I will be completely honest with you. For me, he will always be Immortum Joe in the Mad Max... in Mad Max 3 Red and Toe Cutter in the original Mad Max film with Mel Gibson. But um, recently, of course, it's been revealed that uh, they're making a Furiosa spin-off with Chris Hemsworth and Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is playing a younger version of uh, Furiosa, who was originally played by Charlize Theron in the first movie. Brilliant, brilliant performance by her. There were rumours that uh, Keyes Byrne might be returning, uh, either as a Mortem Joe, which I don't think would be very logical, or another character. But there might be a younger version of a Mortem Joe in, in, in George Miller's um, Mad Max kind of prequel. But... Um, that, you know, it's just really sad. Again, 2020 is not done with us yet and has taken yet another great actor. He's really, he he was very, he was very well known kind of in Australia, the UK and, and also Hollywood, mainly in Hollywood for being in the Mad Max movies. But he was also a stage actor and he was a really, really talented stage actor. He was bigger than life. 
he was he was just great. He was really great, and it's it's very sad that he's uh, he's no longer with us, and we're not going to get to see him do anything else. But you can always go back and and, and rewatch Mad Max Fury Road, which is what I'm going to be doing probably this Christmas. Actually, I'm probably going to going to do that. I, I really love that movie, and I watch it once every year. One of my favorite movies of all time. But let me know what you guys think about all this in the in the comments below. Right, moving on, and moving on to some TV news. So we recently got our first look at uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. So this was actually originally, um, it originally came, the, the kind of scoop that she was going to actually star in, in the show came from Mikey Sutton over at Geekosity. And then Mur um, Murphy's Multiverse then had an exclusive article basically of the first look. Uh, they were in, they were filming yesterday in New York, in Brooklyn. They're in, a, in the subway there and you can see Jeremy Renner with uh, Haley Steinfeld, who's playing Kate Bishop. She's got a bow and arrow, and there are lots of videos on Twitter. You can go and check them out. That you can have a look at the article and check out the videos there. I I um, did some research to try and figure out who was first. As far as I could see, it was someone called Chloe or at Haley Moonlight who um, <laughs> who tweeted the the first video. That, but there might be ones before, I don't know, but this is as far as I could get it, like as far back as I could get it. There were rumors that she wouldn't be in, in, in the series. She, of course, was Disney and Marvel's first choice for the role, but she was starring, and she is starring still, in a show, an Apple TV Plus show called Dickinson. And apparently in her comp, in her contract for that, she had a non-compete clause in it, which meant she couldn't go and film another show for uh, a rival streaming platform. Of course, Disney Plus is a rival streaming platform. So they kind of had to obviously sort things out between Apple and Disney, but I'm very happy that they did. And she's now going to be playing Kate Bishop, and it looks like she's going to be taking over from Jeremy Renner in the MCU movies eventually, which I'm really, really looking forward to seeing. It's also been revealed, or, or rumoured, sorry, that um, Haw the Hawkeye series will see Florence Pugh in it, and uh, apparently she's going to be playing her character from Black Widow. And... Um, this so uh, Yelena Belova is her, the name of her character again I'm terrible with names so I'm really sorry if I pronounce all of these wrong but she it looks this that comes from the direct by the way that, that, that this bit of news but um it looks like she's going to be replacing Scarlett Johansson in or Johansson Johansson in the uh in the MCU as the next Black Widow we're probably going to know more about this uh, after we've watched Black Widow, and then pro pro it's rumored that she will then turn up in in Hawkeye. But are you excited about this? Are you excited about the Hawkeye series? Are you excited to finally see Black Widow? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to uh, the Arrowverse. Actually, it looks like David Ramsey is going to be returning to the CW's Arrowverse, and it's rumored that he might be turning up as Green Lantern. So this is quite confusing. Uh, I will go through, so it comes from Deadline, and he will be back, uh, he'll actually helm uh, episodes of the C of CW shows, five episodes in total of Superman and Lois and Supergirl, and then he'll also star in five different episodes in the Arrowverse, he'll be returning as John Diggle in Superman and Lois, Supergirl, The Flash, and Batwoman, however he'll also be playing a, a mystery new role in DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And people are pretty sure that he's going to be Green Lantern. It was teased at the end of Arrow in the finale that he might be taking on the mantle of Green Lantern or he will be the CW's Green Lantern. A lot of people are very excited about this. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that will happen. Uh, again, I kind of, I'll be completely honest with you, full disclosure, I didn't finish Arrow. Uh, I'm just, 
as far as the CW shows are concerned, I kind of just stuck with DC Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. I tried watching Superman and Lois, but it's not it's really not my thing. And Supergirl, I like the first couple of seasons, but again, it's kind of tapering off. Bat- Batwoman, I really liked the first season of Batwoman, but um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next season. We've got a, a new Batwoman, of course. Um, but what do you guys think about David Ramsey returning? I, I think he's a mainstay of the Arrowverse. He's now directing more. He's going to be playing John Diggle again, but it looks like he might be playing Green Lantern. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on. And moving on to uh, Matt Smith. So it's being rumored that Matt Smith is up for a role in the Game of Thrones spin-off series House of Dragons. So Matt Smith is a terrific actor, actually. Matt Smith was, of course, Doctor Who. He then played Prince Philip in the first two seasons of The Crown. He's been in loads of stuff. It was rumored that he was going to be in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, but that never happened. Uh, People would think he was going to play Thrawn, but no. But he apparently is up for Prince Damien Targaryen. So this comes from the the Illuminati, and they're saying that he is up for the lead role in the House of Dragons series. The role in question is Prince Damien Targaryen. So as far as this is what they say, he's that Matt Smith has received considerable interest for the role of Damon in the House of Dragons, but to our knowledge, no formal offer has been made. So as it stands, HBO haven't officially given him the role or offered him the role. Uh, but what? But who is Prince Damon Targaryen? So I'll get it up here. The uh, the official synopsis or the official character. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what was character description? That's what I was looking for. The younger brother of King Viserys, Viserys, I'm terrible with names, I'm really sorry. Damon was uh, born with naked ambition for the throne despite being despite being in line for it. He's less methodical and more impetuous, not to mention easily bored, stumbling from one distraction to the next with the, sub- with the subconscious yet singular obsession with earning the love and acceptance from his brother, the king. Most of Damien's joy is found at sword point, but even as the most experienced warrior of his time, he vacillates between vile and heroic, making him the true rogue of the series. So he'll be the villain, is what it sounds like. I think I think uh, they made a mistake there. I think it's not in line for the throne. I think, or despite not being in line for the throne, I think it should be. Uh, that was actually a quote direct, taken from the Illuminati. So I will change that. But um, what do you think about this? I actually this series. I'm kind of perplexed by it because they were originally starting another uh, spin-off series with, no- I think, Noma Watts had been cast in it and then they kind of put that in the bin and now they're doing another one called House of Dragons. Personally, I was kind of done with Game of Thrones at the end of the last season, the f- finale, which I thought was not very good, I'm going to be honest with you. But um, I-, I would like to see them do something interesting. I believe this is going to be a prequel, so it's going to be set like a couple of like a couple of hundred years before the events of Game of Thrones is that something that really interests me maybe if it if they get the right people involved and if it's uh I suppose if it's gory enough people really seem to like that about Game of Thrones then yeah maybe people might re- might might be into it but as far as I'm concerned it's not really something that I am that into I'm just being completely honest with you but let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below Right, moving on. And moving on to some uh, fan arts, which I don't usually do on small screen, but I thought this one was quite interesting. So it comes from Apex Form on Instagram. And uh, they drew uh, a pretty, I'll pretty, bring it up here, a really cool uh, looking Grand Admiral Thrawn 
played by Benedict Cumberbatch. And this, of course, comes after a month, well, not months, weeks of speculation. Uh, all days, I will say, after the, the recent episode of The Mandalorian. The next one's coming out tomorrow. I'm really excited for it. But um, apparent, like, it looks like there will be a live-action version of Thrawn in, in The Mandalorian. So people are, are, are kind of fan-casting. And, of course, one of the people that come, one of the, the names that's come cropping up for the role is Benedict Cumberbatch. Full disclosure, I think he would be wrong for the role. Uh, I, I think you can you can tell by this. I'll bring it up again. Just look at this. His his stature, the way he holds himself, that is actually the way he holds himself. It's completely wrong for Thrawn. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one person that can play the role, but I won't, I won't go into that here. But there have been people saying that John Hamm should play the role. I don't think he'd be right for the role either. I think, I think Benedict Cumberbatch looks more like he's not really thrown he's more kind of like a grand moff type person or he could play that in the star wars universe i think he'd be quite good at that but as grand admiral thrown i think you need someone with a bit who's a bit more sinister i know that uh cumberbatch has played sinister roles in the past of course he was uh khan in uh, in in star trek into darkness but i i think he'd be a bit miscast as thrown i'm just gonna be honest there uh let me know who you think would be better for the role if you think benedict cumberbatch is perfect for the role let me know in the comments below and with that i will say thank you very much for watching have a, a lovely evening or morning or afternoon wherever you are in the world i know there are lots of people that watch this all over the place uh, as far as where i am now it's the evening and um you can follow small screen everywhere on at small screen gb that's on instagram twitter and facebook if you can like and subscribe uh on youtube uh, that'd be really really helpful for me so yeah like give me a like and give me ding that notification bell subscribe do all that stuff that youtubers ask people to do uh you can also like and follow and well like and follow the page on facebook and like the video and share the video that'd be really really helpful if you could do that and uh also on twitch if you do keep on doing what you're doing on twitch i have no idea what you're doing on twitch but keep on doing it you can follow me at ej lauder if you'd rather listen to this in podcast form you can do that at small screen stories uh, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts We'll find that podcast wherever you get your podcast from uh, if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please give us five stars that'd be really really good if you could do that and i'll see you guys in the next one have a good evening and i'll see you tomorrow Cheers.